0: Well, welcome back uh, to our study of Proverbs uh, last session. We just did an introduction uh, to Proverbs uh, chapter three, verses five through eight. And today we're going to at least start to get in the text. So uh, let's read chapter three, uh, verse one through eight. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. Now, here's our text. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. and Do not lean on your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Now, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Um, you know, I guess almost in every study, um, after reading the text, I've said, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And I know. You know, when you go to church, the preacher reads the text or before he preaches, he may say, let's go to the Lord in prayer. You have to be very, very careful with that. Why? Well, um, it can become just a custom. It really can. But um, I want and I know you want to really talk to God about this text we're studying and um, for him to really do something. And so let's let's pray that way. You know, not just something you do. Let's really ask him for help. And young person, when you pray, um, you know, you don't you don't have to change your voice. Uh, You don't have to think uh, religiously or use big religious terms, uh, talk. Um, You don't have to get all excited, just talk, talk with respect, um, but talk as talking to one who loves you far more than you or I could ever imagine. So let's let's pray and really pray with me, ask him to do something because we really need him to do something to make us more like Christ. Father, I come before you in the name of your son. I come before you with those who will be praying later when they see this video. Father, we don't want to get caught in a custom, just saying things. Lord, I really want to be different. I really want to grow. Even after all these years, Lord, I feel like I've made so little progress. Lord, I know the young people who are listening also don't want to remain as they are, but to grow. Help us, Lord, become more mature, wiser. more obedient, but most importantly, more like your son. Lord, help us in this study, just to go slowly and work our way through it, to learn and to be changed by what we learn. And Father, please. The young people that are listening, I pray above all things that you would give them the most wonderful gift. Having believed, I pray, Lord, that you would so work in them that they would love your son. And be devoted to him in a most unusual way. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. And there's nothing wrong with uh, you don't just have to pray that way when uh, you're with me in this study. OK, you can uh, can pray that all the time. All right. Well, let's um, let's look at our first text here. And um, I'm just going to teach this like you were sitting here with me. I wish you were. And um, I wish we could go back and forth asking and answering questions, but we'll do the best we can. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Trust. Trust in the Lord. Now, the word trust, this is this is really neat. The word trust, um, literally or physically, it means to to lean, to lean on something, to lean on something because You are believing that that something can can hold you up. You know, when you're when you're climbing um, a rock face, most people think that great courage is required. That's true. And great strength is required, especially in your your forearms. Um, Flexibility is required. But what people don't realize about rock climbing is that you get very tired mentally, that it is a mental game. Why? Because you've got to think, um, I'm going to grab a hold of this, I have the strength to do so. But does it have the strength to hold me on? You see, if you grab a, a stone projecting out of the side of a cliff wall and, and you're strong enough to hold it, but it's made out of very fragile material, it's not going to hold you up. You know, when you're tired, sometimes I know that I'm older, I get tired. Uh, Yesterday, I was uh, uh, lifting weights with a friend and uh, uh, he's a lot younger than I am by about 25 years. And so, you know, after I'd get done with the session, I was leaning against the wall or leaning against the box. We're jumping on and uh, because it can hold me up. So so what it's saying is you're 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 either leaning. Resting, confiding, trusting in the Lord or you're trusting in something else. Now, when we talk about trusting in the Lord, we're talking about two different things in one way that are very, very related. First of all, you can say, well, I'm trusting in his word. I need to trust in his word. Yes, but his word is an expression of who he is. It's an expression of his character. So to trust in the Lord is to trust in his word, to trust in his word is to trust in his character. And you see, that's why when we trust in the Lord, do you realize what we're doing? We're honoring him. We are. It's a form of worship. When you trust in the Lord, you're saying, I believe in your character. I believe in the integrity of your character and the integrity of your speech, the integrity of your word. I believe in you. In the same way, to doubt the Lord and to trust in something else, it's not only foolishness and dangerous, there's something more important here. It's um, it's dishonoring. It's dishonoring. Um, One of the saddest things you ever hear coming out of someone else's voice, uh, someone else's mouth is, uh, don't you trust me? And you can see that the doubt of it hurts them. It's not just the act itself, it's, it's what your distrust is saying about them. You, you you don't think I have the character to tell you the truth. To doubt my word is to doubt my character. And so what I want you to see, what are you leaning on? And, and you can say, listen, all day long. You can tell me I'm leaning on the Lord, I'm leaning on the Lord, I'm leaning on the Lord. And I can look at you and go, no, you're not Quit playing these games. You're not because if you're not leaning on his word, you're not leaning on the Lord." So the word means to lean, to support yourself. And um, I think it, it's very interesting. It says trust in the Lord, which literally means lean upon the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. You see, there's a play on words here, lean and lean upon what are you leaning? Now, it says with all your heart and the heart, you know, (laughs) I heard a comedian say one time, a Christian comedian, he says, when it says heart, it's not talking about, you know, a blood pumping muscle. And it's not in Christianity, in the scriptures, it denotes you're really who you are. Your, your mind, your will, your emotions, that that person that you really, really are with every bit of your being. We could say every fiber of your being. We could say with every thought, with every emotion in every area of your life, trust in the Lord. It can also mean the idea is to trust him without reservation to trust him wholeheartedly, you see. And you say, well, you know, I'm not there and I go, well, I'm not either. I've made some progress. And you say, well, how do I get there? Well, uh, you can pray and God can do a special thing for you in prayer. Uh, I'm tired. (laughs) Um, But primarily we get there progressively as we study God's word as we rely upon it, we are given the opportunity to see him act more and more to see. Wow. Every time I've relied upon his word. Didn't mean I I didn't go through trial, but I made it through. I had the peace and the strength of knowing I was in the center of God's will and that things would work out, that I'm in his wisdom. You see, as you give yourself to study and as you give yourself to more and more disobedient, more and more obedience, you get the opportunity to see trusting him with all my heart is worthwhile. He never fails. And I can tell you this after 30 some years, young person, I have failed more times than I could count. He has never failed. Not one time. I cannot find one time where his word. Failed where he failed, not once, even in the midst of all my failure. So it's easier for me to trust in the Lord with all my heart, because so many years. God's actions have borne testimony to the fact he's trustworthy. Now, also, uh, uh, let me say this, an undivided heart, you know, you know, in Matthew, where it says, um, blessed are the pure in heart. Most people, when they read that, they think of, you know, the Snow White's heart or something. Uh, that's not really the idea. The idea there is um, uh, an unalloyed heart. You, you know how you, you get a agglomeration of rock, you know, it's made up of all kinds of different pebbles and sand and different things. And it's, it's very fragile. It's very brittle. Um, or, you know, you have a mixture of gold and um, or of, of, of gold and of not noble material. Or you have um, you have wheat and then the, the, the straw of it. It's worthless and it's a mixture um, on the feet of the statue in the book of Daniel. Part of it made out of iron and the other part of it made out of clay and it made it basically useless. Well, that's what we're talking about here. A heart. Without mixture, we could say a heart with no competing loyalties. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, I want to say something. I wrote some things here that because a lot of people misunderstand that. And, and they say this, you know, does that mean I'm not supposed to think or I'm not supposed to engage my mind or I'm not supposed to, you know, make decisions? No, that's not what it means. Here's what it means. To trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. It means that you recognize the limitations. of your human understanding. You recognize your limitations and you have devoted yourself to learning God's word and cultivating the mind of Christ. That's what it means. Now, let me let's go through it again. What does it mean to trust in the Lord with all your heart? How do you move in that direction? You recognize the limitations of your human understanding. First of all, number two, and because of that, you devote yourself to learning God's word. And to cultivate the mind of Christ, to begin to learn to think with the wisdom that God gives you. You see that and it's all wrapped around, again, the word of God. It also means this. that when there is a conflict between your wisdom and God's wisdom, you choose God's wisdom over your own. For example, you know, your, your brother or sister just made you mad and you want to respond with anger. You have to make a decision. Are you going to respond with God's wisdom according to what he commands you? Or are you just going to do what's right in your own <laughs> eyes and pick up a toy and hit your brother or sister between the eyes with it? I mean, do you see what I'm saying? It's very, very practical in every instance. How do I respond to this person's anger? How do I respond to what this person did to me wrong? How do I respond to this person seems to have been exalted over me? How do I respond? How do I respond when my mom tells me to do something I don't want to do? How do I respond? Do I choose my wisdom or do I choose God's wisdom? Another thing that I want to say, and this is extremely important, um, when you read the Bible as a young person, you might think, well, this is all about you know, religion and morality, but how does it affect my daily life when I have to make decisions at school or decisions at work or, or something like that? I want to read this to you. God's commands with respect to virtue or Christ's likeness will guide us even in making seemingly intellectual and temporal decisions. Now, let let me give you an example. Let's say that you've been offered a job. You have been offered a job that's going to pay you twice the money that you would normally make. And you think, wow, I should take that job. And there's nothing in the Bible that says you shouldn't take a job that pays you more. So uh, what do we do? Well, we start asking some moral questions, some questions that have to do with your spirituality, with how it's going to affect you, for example. okay, you've been offered a job that's going to pay you twice what you would normally make, but you have to neglect your spiritual life to do it. You have to compromise some commands that Christ has given you. You have to neglect your family. Uh, You can't go to church. You have to agree to things that you know are against God's law. And so see. It's a secular decision, supposedly. Do I take this job or do I not? Seems like a great opportunity and it may be. But you start you have to start asking some questions. Do you see? Does this fit into God's plan? And if you if it doesn't and you go ahead and take it, you're not trusting in the Lord, you're not. You're doing what is right in your own eyes. And in the end, eternally, it's going to be very damaging to you. Now, it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, do you remember that we talked about leaning, right? Um, trust means to lean on something to support you, to hold you up. And he says, you know, lean on the Lord, trust on the Lord and his word and do not lean on your own understanding. Do not trust in your understanding apart from the word of God, and especially when your understanding is contrary to the word of God. Now, in Second Kings, chapter 18, verse 21. There is a text that really helps us understand. It uses the same word that is used here for leaning on your own understanding. Let me find it here. Second Kings, 1821. Now, behold, you rely on, lean on, or trust. The staff of this crust reed, even on Egypt, on which if a man leans, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who rely upon him. Now, what he's saying is the the people of God have to make a decision. Are they going to obey God? Are they going to trust in God? Are they going to run back to the king of Egypt, who seems to be very powerful and can be a protector to them? Are they going to trust in God as a protector? Are they going to trust in a pagan and ungodly king as their protector? And look what it says. If you lean on this king. Now, it really, it looks, doesn't it? I mean, he's strong. He's got a strong army. He's a prosperous country. So it looks like, yeah, we should run there and hide. This is what it says. He's like a crushed, you know, imagine a staff that you're leaning on. Or you're hiking, you're leaning on this staff because you're tired. And but it's made out of crushed reed. And when you lean on it it will actually break and go through your hand and pierce you and you fall to the ground with wounds. And you see, this applies to everything that is contrary to to the will of God, the word of God, it may seem strong, it may seem right, it may seem that in the end it's really going to help you out. But if it's contrary to the word of God, do you know what's going to happen? It's going to pierce you, it's going to wound you, it's going to hurt you. It's not trustworthy. Oh, it looks trustworthy. But it's not in, in the in, when we used to have to cross a lot of uh, rivers in the jungle. A friend of mine used to say, Sálvame de las aguas mansas, de las aguas bravas me salvo yo. And and what does he mean? Well, it, it, it's basically save me from the calm waters. I'll save myself from the rough ones. And what it means is this. Look, when I come upon some rough water. It looks dangerous. I know it's dangerous, and I'm gonna take every precaution in the world, or I'm not gonna cross it at all. That that's not dangerous. I can spot it really quick. That's dangerous, I'm not going through there. But the danger is when you come upon water that on the surface it seems to be safe. But it's got all this turbulence underneath that you can't see. All these currents underneath that can grab you and suck you down. And that's the same way. You may think I'm going to lean on this. I mean, why wouldn't I? But in the end, it can't hold you up. It's dangerous. It's deceptive. You see, and that is why in in one sense, we want to train our mind in the word of God so that we can recognize this is not according to God's will. And even though it looks like a wonderful opportunity in the end, It's going to pierce me, maybe not just through my hand, but maybe through my heart. All right. okay. well, we're going to bring this uh, study to a close and uh, we're going to look at a very important passage. We're going to take a side note here on trusting God in Jeremiah in the next session. That will be the benefits of trusting God. What happens to those who trust in the Lord and what happens to those who do not trust in the Lord. So until we see each other again, God bless, read the word, and keep praying. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.